women are always starting something, aren't we? And I mean that in the best possible way. Welcome to the Modern Creative Woman, exploring the art and science of creativity. I'm your hostess and creativity expert, Dr. Amy Bacos. Let's get started. Hello, Modern Creative Woman. We are here to dive into a topic close to all of our hearts. You may love them or you may hate them, but we all have them. I'm talking about embarking on new beginnings and navigating the path of fresh starts. We've all been there, haven't we? Started things, school, a wellness routine, relationships, creative projects, even that sweater that we're knitting with love. But let's be real. While commencing might be our forte, completing can be a completely different story. It's in these moments that we often find ourselves stuck in the hesitation to finish. Or maybe you're a person who really struggles to start if you think that the endeavor is something deeply meaningful, where our emotions and our expectations are all intertwined. In this episode, I want to peel back some of the layers of a fresh start because as the calendar is tiptoeing towards September, it brings the promise of renewal and of course a fresh start. Although January holds the official title of New Year, there's this unspoken magic, I think, that happens about the end of August, beginning of September. It's really a time that's synonymous with school beginnings, a shift in the seasons, new seasonal clothes, the September issue of Vogue, and it's that refreshing feeling of the possibilities around transformation. Interestingly, or at least interesting to me, September possesses a real dual nature. It's about both beginnings and endings, and I love that contrast. The stores and the adverts remind us that the holidays will be coming soon and then the new year will start. And this kind of tension between the new beginnings of September and the anticipation of endings is the perfect place to begin our conversation on fresh starts. Amid the really tangled temptation of beginning something new, And the frustration of endings not going the way we liked them to, feeling as if we don't have enough time to finish, we can find that real sweet spot for mindful awareness around beginnings. I want to share with you today my four-part formula that you can use to approach all of your fresh starts and all the ways that you think around beginnings. It'll allow you to drop the judgment and self-criticism when you stumble in your change process. And these are the steps that have helped me and thousands of women that I've worked with. So number four, focusing on the negative parts of what is unfinished can make us feel so uncomfortable. Our mind goes negative any chance it can. And our brains will actively sift through memories to find negative stories about quitting. So if I ask you to think about unfinished projects, your mind probably goes towards things that you wish you would have finished. 
your mind might gravitate towards the grand endeavors that have been like left hanging, maybe educational goals, personal transformations, emotional journeys, and your mind, you know, left to its own devices, will find some kind of judgment to heap on top of these endings. Your mind might call them failures. But here's the thing, in the middle of these grand endeavors, we're also constantly embracing kind of this rhythm of starting and completing everyday tasks, just ranging from whipping up a meal to tidying up our spaces. We begin and we have a middle and we have an ending to so many things. So what was the last thing you completed that is still incomplete? You might Think of some ambitious project. Maybe you feel embarrassed that you didn't finish something. We're always starting and stopping, and we can tend to get stuck in the things that are unfinished. And that's a natural byproduct of how our brain works. It's a hack you can use. Start a project that you don't have all the answers for and sleep on it. Your brain will keep working on it. It's just natural that our mind lingers on things that are unfinished. The key here is to train your brain and just ask yourself, ask your mind for more examples, for positive stories, and for reframes of the negative stories. Now you can beat yourself up for making a bad choice, like skipping your creative projects for a month. Or you can just ask yourself, where else was I creative this month? You might ask, when can I pull out my painting or my knitting again? Step three includes the recognition that we are on some kind of journey with our values. And we get there by recognizing that the unfinished business is where things are really happening in our lives. Beyond all those negative thoughts that our minds create and beyond that I'm not good enough story that we all have, Our life is just constantly beckoning us towards the direction of our values. Take your creativity, for instance. It's a journey about self-expression and mindful choices and creative rest. And this kind of journey is not at all tied to a finish line. There's not an ending in sight. It's an ongoing pilgrimage towards the essence of who you are and how you want to express yourself. You can also take, for example, your health. We're all on some kind of health journey. And we're making daily choices about sleep, nutrition, mindfulness, exercise, self-expression, and mental wellness. So if you value your health and you make it some kind of priority, you're engaging in your own self-care with love and kindness towards your body. You're checking in with your health care providers. You're attending to your mental health with rest, mindfulness, therapy. This is your health value in action. And that is also a direction that you're never going to reach. You don't one day wake up and say, well, I have health. Check. I'm all done. I don't have to do anymore. It's this ongoing movement towards health. The only ending to our health journey is the end of our lives. However, you might choose not to value your health and neglect your body and your mind, and that also shows your health values, or rather the unimportance of health at that point in your life. 
Demonstrating your values is pretty straightforward. If you want to demonstrate your values, you need to ask yourself, am I showing it on the outside? Do you see evidence for you acting on your values? And the key here is to just allow your values to be shown in action. If you value self-expression, you can't just think about it, you create time for it. When you value health, you make choices towards that direction. Number two is about cultivating a beginner mindset. So as we navigate this kind of terrain, I keep thinking of this quote by Suzuki. In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the expert's mind, there are few. I'll repeat that. In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the expert's mind, there are few. In the upcoming month within the Modern Creative Woman membership, we're going to immerse ourselves in exploring these kinds of fresh starts, and we'll embrace this kind of mindfulness and the art and science of savoring each moment, cultivating this beginner mind. But it's something that you can start right this very moment. It's a state where possibilities just kind of flourish without the negative tension of looking forward and backwards in our mind. We're staying in the moment, focusing on what all the possibilities are. So here's a good time to talk about kind of the most obvious beginning. It's the one we have every day. And every morning is a literal and metaphorical beginning. Every morning is a fresh start. And just ask anyone who's ever had a health scare, lost a loved one, or felt so low they wondered if they might make it through the night. Every morning has possibility and potential for a fresh start. Every morning I say thank when I put my right foot down and you when I put my left foot down. The key to cultivating this kind of beginner mind is to adapt your mindset to one of flexibility of noticing each new beginning, being both firm in your values and beliefs and flexible in every circumstance along the way. This kind of psychological flexibility that comes from beginner mind is one of the keystone goals in acceptance and commitment therapy. Now, flexibility in our thinking and our approaches to our values is really core to giving us peace of mind and life satisfaction. And this leads me to the number one way to have a fresh start is to understand how we change and take perspective. The trans theoretical model of change is a really powerful way for understanding how we change. And we use this extremely reliable model a lot inside the modern creative woman and it allows us to ease up on our negative judgments when things are not going according to plan. So the concept emerged in the 1970s from researchers Porchaska and De Clemente, and I've talked about it before on Instagram Lives and in the podcast, because these stages fit universally across all kinds of changes, from starting a creative practice to looking for a new job, to achieving a healthy body, to building a strong relationship. It's a process that fits everywhere. And the theory is congruent with many models of psychology and healing. 
It's a really powerful tool that you can put in your toolbox to cultivate flexibility in your thinking. It's important to know where you are on the model in each aspect where you're changing. The model starts with pre-contemplation. There's this time before we think we want to change. Our ideas are unconscious. Perhaps we are unaware of the possibility of change. We may lack the knowledge Or perhaps, which is often the case, we don't have a role model for the kind of change we're seeking. But then the next stage happens and thoughts start to emerge that we might want to change. And it's leading us towards ideas of trying something different. If right now you're thinking of taking up or resuming a mindfulness practice, you're in this second stage where you're just contemplating the idea of having a mindfulness practice. You might have read about the benefits of meditation somewhere and you're wondering if it might be good for you. So then the next stage is preparation. And that's where you just gather some knowledge and tools. You might watch some videos or join a community that practices mindfulness together. And then you take action. And that action is just setting your timer for two minutes and seeing what happens in a meditation. Maybe you don't really like it at first, but in a few days you start to feel the benefits and you're moving along in your meditation practice and then suddenly you take a few steps back. Maybe you skip a few days or you quit for months and I want to draw your mindful attention to this concept of relapse. The real magic of the change cycle happens after the relapse when you become consciously aware that you stopped or you took a few steps back or you're even reverting to old behaviors. And you can reach this point of awareness that day, a few days later, a few months later, and just start to get curious about meditation. And it turns out that these skipped days or the time when we stop altogether is our opportunity to get very clear on our values. And the relapses are vitally necessary for us to see if we really want to keep a practice going. Stopping or relapsing is the moment of guidance where we need to review our values. Now, a lot of people think stopping is the end and they believe they're quitters, something's wrong with them, or change is impossible for them. But I'm here to tell you something very different about those moments of stopping. When you quit, it's only one necessary step in the process. For example, say you've already made that change and you get to compare what the change is like to your old way. You've been meditating for a while and then you stop. And now you can compare, oh, did I like meditating or do I not like meditating? Now we can remain in what's called relapse and just stay there. We give up. We don't want to do it anymore. Or we can get back into change. And we can jump right back into our regular practice of action. We might return to a stage of preparation where you gather some more information. Or we might even enter that stage of contemplation. The final stage in the trans-theoretical model of change is maintenance. And that's where the practice has become a habit or a lifestyle. And it's really more solid. And the experiences of 
of engaging or less of waxing and waning and just more a part of how we see ourselves. And also, we are in many stages of change all the time, every day, and it applies across all the areas of our life. The keystone question that you want to ask yourself here regarding the change cycle is this. Does quitting take me towards or away from my values? In other words, you really want to understand if you want to quit for real, you want to quit because the practice somehow goes against your values. Or if your mind takes over, you want to quit because your brain is complaining that maybe you didn't feel successful right away, or you think people might judge you, or you identify as a woman who just doesn't follow through with things. Do any of these sound familiar? Yeah, me too. But when you put these four strategies together, you have the formula for a sustainable fresh start. So this involves learning how to direct your brain away from negative stories and towards value-based thinking. Next, it involves allowing your values and not your thoughts to guide your decisions. Next, cultivating a beginner mindset so you can stay psychologically flexible. And finally, using the stages of change to really inform where you are in the cycle at all times and how you want to move from there. So here's to embracing unfinished symphonies and starting anew with every step. Now that you know, what will you create? If you'd like some guidance in making lasting change, you can get the details of how to apply the success formula so you can make these changes once and for all. Next month, inside the Modern Creative Woman, we are focusing on fresh starts. It's how to make these changes for good without all the judgment and struggle. And I want to personally invite you to join me and a group of incredible women inside the membership. You can find the link in the show notes or just head on over to arttherapycentersf.com. That's arttherapycentersf.com. And you can enroll for the month or get a generous discount when you enroll for the year. I also wanted to give you the scoop on how you can support the podcast. You can find the link in our show notes and join our community for as little as $3 a month. And those sponsorships pay a really significant role in covering the expenses it costs to bring you each enlightening episode. Maybe you want to support in other creative ways. You can be an ambassador and share the podcast link with three of your friends. And you can also be a community supporter by leaving a five-star review. Have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time.